morning. Can I just pray for you, Rachel, before you start? So, God, we um, we welcome you again. We thank you. We, we know that you are here, and we know that you have gifted this lady to, to speak. And I just pray right now that you would just settle anything that might be in Rachel's mind, distracting her from chickens to Caleb. Um, but, God, that you would just speak through her this morning, that we would hear something new of you through the words that she communicates today. Amen. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's always nice to have someone just invite the Holy Spirit when you've been dragging a screaming toddler on the roof before you come up and speak. That's good. I just love... Um, I know sometimes it's hard, but I also just love the slightly crazy chaoticness of worship and worshiping with the kids and seeing Luca worship with the ukulele. And you must spend time just sometimes just on the floor with the kids in worship and just soak up what God does through them. It's amazing. Okay. Right then. So uh, for those of you who don't know me, um, my name's Rachel. Um, so I'm married to Alan, who's currently away with work in Sweden. How nice. <laughs> so uh, that's where he is this morning, left at six o'clock this morning before the whole chicken fiasco, so he got away lightly. Um, and yeah, so and mum to the lovely Caleb, uh, who's 15 months. Um, we moved about 15, 14 months now to Anglesey after a really um, strong sense from God of calling me back home to North Wales and Norley Gummery um, and, and wanting to just serve God here um, and build his kingdom here on Anglesey and, and, and serve the people that have been faithfully following Jesus, but also to take the good news of Jesus to, to the island where so many people don't know. Um, so that's massively my heart to figure out what that looks like. Um, I trained as a maths teacher, so like planning all age really appeals to me because I get to put my teacher hat on. Um, so just bear with me if I get a bit bossy um, and revert back to that. But why are we doing the glorious gospel? I just wanted to start off with that question because you're probably thinking, why are we spending like a whole term on the gospel when like... You know, it's what it's all about. Why do we need to, like, delve in, like, with a magnifying glass of what the gospel's actually about? And, um, and for me, we spoke a bit of this about at small groups together, but, like, the gospel is, like, the crux of the Christian faith. And yet, so much battling and falling out and like crisis happens when we don't fully grasp it or we slightly disagree with the person next to us as gospel and like when you look at Paul particularly in Galatians and Galatians 1 6 to 8 where Paul is like you have got to know the gospel of Jesus Christ don't let any of the gospels come in He's like, all the time, like, there will be people that come in with a slightly different gospel that is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you have to hold on tight to the gospel of Jesus. 
and know in your heart. So we as a team just felt, right then, as a community, if we feel, feel called as Lighthouse Church to be salt and light, taking out the good news of Jesus to the whole of Anglesey, then we better know what the good news is. <laughs> it's like we get out there and it's like, um, it's something about Jesus and the cross and he loves you got to get in there and and there's so much to it and yet it's so simple but so complicated and and we, we kind of fumble our way through and I think what happens as Christians particularly those of us so some of you might be on a journey but for some of you that have made the decision to follow Jesus it's like I'll bring them to church and they can hear the gospel from Rachel at the front because because she's good at telling the gospel I can't share the gospel she says we'll see after you know this term but I think there's like a crisis of sometimes as Christians in our workplaces and like on our streets or when we're in the mums groups or giving driving lessons or whatever like that, I wonder if we're in a crisis of actually we don't feel confident with our own theology of what the gospel of Jesus Christ is. So that's our hope this term, for us to be confident followers of Jesus. Like if we have an opportunity with our friend who is like, this has happened in my life and I'm really questioning what life is all about. And you're like, God, I know this is the moment I'm supposed to say something profound and I just don't know what to say. <laughs> that we are confident in like, right, Holy Spirit, fill me up, it's go time. This is the opportunity you've given me to share faith. And so our image of God and what the gospel is will all be different in this room. And so I kind of want to just like pull it all out and put it all together and then reframe and figure out what, what are the main bits of the gospel. So kids, like what you think of Jesus, we want to hear like what you think and your ideas and the cross. And it will change depending on how we've grown up. If we've grown up in church, certain types of church will focus on different aspects of the gospel. So like we might be really strong on some stuff and forget about the other stuff. I'll give you an example. I've, um, we've had Nathan, my brother, over this, uh, this uh, winter. And if you spend like half an hour with Nathan, he's like got this incredible heart of social justice. So like if everybody just looks at their shoes, yeah, okay. Hands up who's wearing trainers, yeah. Michael, where did you get your trainers from? Sports Direct, yeah. I would, that's where I would go for trainers. And or the cheapest thing, M&M Direct, Amazon. I don't even think about it. I just go and get them when I need them. And Nathan's there, like, researching new trainers, and he's putting all this effort into finding the most ethical pair of trainers that he can find because he's like, I know that God cares about the people that make my clothes and loves them dearly. Therefore, the choices I make about the clothes that I buy matters to God. And so therefore, if it means I have to save up and save up until I can buy this pair of trainers that is like organic and I know the workers have been paid really well like the conditions have been really good then that's what I'm going to do because that is what Jesus would do and that's the heart of God and I'm there like I just found the cheapest I could find from H&M because <laughs> that's terrible and it was like there's something about the gospel that he's really cracked that I'm like oh I've kind of been blind to that the last 28 years that God cares about the choices I make in fashion. 
And so each and every one of us, I think, will bring something of the gospel that will challenge each other, that will sharpen each other. This is how I see God in this area. So that's my hope, that we'll have lots of Nathans around the room um, bringing out social justice, righteousness, holiness, whatever it is. So in your groups... And uh, kids, I'd love you to be involved if you could share or create. I know some of you are really good at creating. I want you to look back at the list of words because language is really important. And if we don't feel like we have the language to explain the gospel, then we're already a bit stuck. On the radio the other day, I was listening to shipping forecasts. I don't know, for some reason I was drawn to Radio 4 and the shipping forecast came on. Has anyone ever heard of that? I didn't even know it was a thing and they started going on and I literally was like, you are talking a different language. I have no idea what you want to on about, north, south, I literally, I had no idea what they were saying. And sometimes if we don't understand the language, we don't get it. Have you guys ever been in school? This, as a maths teacher, I know sometimes students in my class feel like this. Do you sometimes feel like in maths they're talking a different language? And you're like, huh? Yeah, exactly. So we need the right language. You, you're good at maths, aren't you, though? So you probably don't have that problem, Linka. I want us to ha- unpack, then, these words. So we won't have time to do all of them. So maybe pull out the words that you as a table gathered together. And just like for you extroverts, you will probably naturally take the role of like verbally processing out loud. If you can get your ideas better on paper, like feel free to just write down or if you want your phone to just write down what you think those words means. But words like atonement, righteousness, the kingdom of God. As Christians, we can throw out those words a lot and we don't really know what they mean. So I just want to spend time for the next five minutes, just share with each other what you think. What, what, what are those words? What are they to you? What do they look like? Off we go.
Okay. I'm going to... Um, I know you could go on forever and, and there's some great stuff and pictures and these guys over here were looking at the cross and Jesus and I loved Luca who was like, well, the Jesus to me is kindness. That was, that's the gospel for him. Jesus is kindness and, and built a cross there. Just... Um, exactly, this creator who loves us, who wants to be with us. And I thought that just really ties in with the idea of atonement Barry, in a nice loud voice, would you guys just share, maybe share the picture, Ellen, of Bedechiditani, and just what you wrote on around atonement? Brilliant. And uh, these guys over here were wrestling with um, covenant. So, like, what is what is covenant? The old covenant and new covenant. And Shana de Marie, do you guys want to share where you got to? <laughs> go on, Shana. Shana, have a go. What is covenant? Okay, I just um, I'm going to ask us all to just stop and just close our eyes for a minute. And with these words, we're in in our minds. If I was to ask you, what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? What is the good news of Jesus Christ? Just what comes to mind? What words are you drawn to? What pictures are you drawn to? And so what I just want us to do now is this, just summarize in like 30 seconds, which I know is like almost impossible, but what, what is the heart of the gospel for you? So just and allow everybody in your group, you can write it down or just say it out loud, the gospel of Jesus Christ is dot, dot, dot. So the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ is 
dot, dot, dot. And just have a go. Just everyone have a chance to share what the gospel is to them.
Okay. So if I had a wandering mic, I would just come to you. But can I just have a few people that are just feeling a bit brave, that are happy to come up and share for them the gospel of Jesus Christ? Who's up for sharing what they thought? Come on, I know there's plenty of confident extroverts who like to hear their own voice. Come on, Ian. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't end to you. Right, so gospel of Jesus Christ is... You want it in one word? No, 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 just summarised. Okay. Um, I, can I take a couple of minutes? Is that okay? Really quickly, sorry. There's a thing on the radio yesterday about a football club called Crystal Palace um, who had opened up their executive lounge for homeless to go and sleep in, a, in the executive lounge. And I had a picture of two men what, who were living on the streets, and one of the men who was living on the streets was was there because he'd lost his job, his wife had left him, he got ill, he had no money, and, and they'd taken his house off him, and he was on the streets. And there was another man who was on the streets because he'd had a lot of money, and he'd used cocaine, and all sorts of drugs he'd stole, but he, uh, and he just kept losing it all, he was a gambler, and he was on the streets. But Crystal Palace was open to both of them. They just both had to accept. And we were thinking about justice before, and sometimes justice is a very strange thing. But God's, God's heart is to say, what I did covers everything. And you can come and sleep in the executive lounge forever if you just choose it. And that's the, that's the gospel to me. Anyone else want to share? Particularly if maybe it's slightly different. Anyone else? Yeah, Marie, come up. So, Marie, Gospel of Jesus Christ is? I know it's different for everybody, um, but for me, it's, I think, life's so scary, um, especially when you're a mum and you've got kids, you can lie in bed at night and you're like, worried about this, worried about that, worried about this, worried about that, and to have a place where you can just cast all your cares and to know that ultimately, one day, you're going to have an assurance of peace so for anybody who, is, who has laid there and just been oh, taken up with every little problem, work, kids, life, I am every single day. There's always, like, at night, I'm always like, oh, I'm worried about this, I'm worried about that. But I know, and that makes me feel so good to know that one day I'll just have peace. And I can't, I'm excited about that because I'm just, because the world is scary, isn't it? It is. So I'm just excited to just know that one day it'll just there'll just be peace all the time and so that's what it is for me but yeah <laughs> and has anyone in the room in their definition of gospel brought out um like righteousness or holiness or something around that or kingdom No? Okay. So I loved hearing those because for Ian, did you notice for him, grace was so important in the story of Jesus. And Marie's was slightly different. Her focus was eternity. That for her was the thing in the gospel that really spoke to her. And it's not either or, is it? When I've been preparing this, I'm like, oh, do you know what would have been really handy, Jesus, if you would have done like a book in the Bible that just summarised and bullet point, this is exactly what the gospel is. And, um, but I do think there are some verses in the Bible 
that are really helpful in showing the dimensions of what the gospel is. So if we just have a look at the next screen. At the next slide. The f- I think the most famous one, our go-to for the gospel, is John 3.16, isn't it? If we've been around church a while, that's probably the one that comes to mind. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that who, whoever, that's what Ian's picking up, whoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. And that's what Marie was picking up, the hope in eternal life. But Ephesians 1, 9 to 10, I think is really helpful, alongside John 3, 16, which is this. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he um, purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. I think that's really helpful for us as Christians because I think that's a really good summary of God's will. And so where we've got grace and eternity, which are all part of the gospel and they are, you know, massive parts of it, it's also God's will, which is for everything to come under the lordship. I used the phrase, didn't you, Dylan, the rule and reign, the kingdom of God the rule and reign of God. And Ephesians is saying, in heaven and on earth, under Christ. And so sometimes we have to be really careful as Christians that we don't focus and make the gospel all about eternity afterwards. And we have to remember the Ephesians story, which is and on earth, bringing everything on earth under Christ. Not fully, because we're not there yet. We're in a broken world. And that's where eternity is everything under the rule and reign of Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 3-5, again, I find really helpful. For what I received, I passed on to you as a first importance, that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. That he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. And then he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. I think that's a great, helpful summary of what Jesus did on the cross. The crucifixion and the resurrection and the forgiveness of sins. That's a massive theme of the gospel, isn't it? The forgiveness of sins. That we are all forgiven, no matter the mess we made and continue to do. And then just two other um, verses as well. One of them is Isaiah 52. So we can always focus on the gospel in the New Testament, but actually we hear it when you look at the prophets, they're already whispering what the gospel's go- what it is. And Isaiah 52, if you read all of that, all of that's about what the gospel is, but I've just kind of just included it seven to 10. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. It's that rule and reign idea again. Listen, your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. 
When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people, and he has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations. So there, there's like the whisperings of the new covenant. So it's not just for Jewish people, for all nations. And all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. So just helpful if you think the gospel is all about the New Testament, that we hear it, we hear whispers of it in the Old Testament as well. And then the last one, that, I mean, there's loads, but these are the ones that have really helped shape the gospel for me. Romans 1, 2 to 6. The gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Spirit regarding his son, who was as to his earthly life was a descendant of David. And who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him, we received grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. And you also are among the Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. That's brilliant, isn't it? That each and every one of us are called to belong to Jesus Christ. But I think that the really important bit here for me, the obedience that comes from faith, the obedience. And sometimes with the gospel, if we focus too much It's like a balance, isn't it? And if we weigh too heavy on the grace side, we can lose the obedience through faith. And we forget that God is a holy God. He wants us to be his righteous people. And if we weigh too heavy on, oh, it's fine, just do whatever you want because God loves you, which is so important we can never lose that that is the heart of the gospel that is why Jesus died for us that's why Galatians goes on and on about there's nothing you can do none of your works will work it's all about faith but then God is calling us to be ambassadors to be part of the kingdom the word gospel here's my Greek, comes from the word evangelion, almost, I say it in a Welsh way, don't I, but it's Greek, which means good news. And when the, the people at the time, so when Paul says the gospel, this, the people would have heard it like this, right, the good news of Julius Caesar. It was like an announcement of a new empire, a new kingdom, right? That was like the, how the people back then would have heard it. The good news of, right, there's a new kingdom, there's a new empire starting. So when he says, Barry, I almost asked you last minute to bring your corner, and I didn't, I should have done. Hear ye, hear ye, the gospel of Jesus Christ is saying the good news that the kingdom of God is here on earth. It was like a proclamation that the rule and reign of God has started. That death has been defeated and that we are to establish his kingdom here on the earth. That's what the followers of Jesus would have heard. 
And that's why so many of them gave their life for that dream, for that kingdom, that hope. There was a new way to live. There was a new way. There was a new way to buy your trainers. Everything done in love, grace, forgiveness, and righteousness. Obedience through faith. If we are not wholeheartedly pursuing Jesus in every area of our life, then we're we're losing some of the gospel. We're We're losing some of what God demands from us when we take up his cross and say, do you know what? I put all my selfish ways before me. Everything I want, I sacrifice. I take up my cross and I say, okay, it's all about you, God. So every decision I make, where I buy my trainers, whether I have sex before marriage, what marriage looks like to me, no matter what culture says, I'm clinging on to the kingdom way, the kingdom way of marriage, the kingdom way of of singleness and celibacy, the kingdom way of slave and master, the kingdom way of where I get my food from, how I dress, everything comes under the kingdom. So we can't lose grace but we can't lose obedience. There's a real interesting dichotomy. If um, I'm going to summarize this, and kids, would you be able to lift up what you've done? We have, to, we have to see the gospel through the entire Bible, I think, to really help summarize the big picture of the gospel. So who has got number one creation? Luca, I think it's you guys, is it? the next slide so those of you that love the like the theology and if you want to take notes there's a whole load of scriptures there to help you but the original plan Luca would you just share what you guys just lift up to everybody so the original plan this beautiful beautiful earth that God created where we were in perfect relationship with him the world how it was supposed to be, where we were so secure in who we were, in perfect relationship with God. And then as something went wrong, didn't it? The fall happened, Genesis 3 starts. As soon as we start to doubt whether God is good, as soon as we start to doubt whether God loves us, we then suffer with idolatry and jealousy. And soon, like literally the next chapter, we have jealousy between two brothers and a murder. Oh, because they ate the apple. That's it, spot on. So who's got the four? Were you guys shown? Rio, just show up and show. Brilliant. Power came into it, and we started to abuse power between humans, didn't we? And so next in the story, lots of stuff goes on, obviously, in between, but the next one is redemption. So we have creation, sin comes into the world, redemption. Michael, would you just stand up with what you guys made with the crown? Or where did we send it to? Chris, would you just lift it up? And in order for us to be made right, Jesus died that horrendous, shameful, the most brutal death 
the cross, that's where forgiveness of sins comes in, atonement comes in, all the themes of the Old Testament, grace and salvation. I just realized I gave you the bag catch in an L and I totally didn't tell you what to do, did I? No. <laughs> well done. <laughs> and so from redemption, we then move into <laughs> recreation. So have we got the next slide, guys? Oh, yeah, so we've got redemption and the resurrection. So salvation, victory over sin and death. The kingdom starts to break in. Jesus is now king of the earth. And we can choose whether we want to be part of that kingdom. So that was the crown, which I forgot to explain to them. So sorry. And then for me, I feel really challenged, particularly in our consumer society with the gospel, around the next part which is a restoration. The kingdom of God. I remember starting to read the Gospels when I was um, in my teenage years, and I was struck at how much Jesus talks about the kingdom of God, and I'd never heard it spoken about in church, and I didn't know what it was. I was like, how can we go through church and through faith not knowing, I knew all about sin, I knew all about atonement, forgiveness. I, I, didn't, I didn't know what was the kingdom of God, and clearly it's important to Jesus because he goes on about it all the time. So if all you have to do is look at the Gospels. And Delan picked on this about two weeks ago when he talked about how he sees himself as a Christ ambassador and if you want to explore five, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.20, just to see how much the New Testament was like bringing heaven to earth right now. The gospel is not just about you and your salvation. <gasps> yes, it's part of it. Never lose that. That's a whole massive part of the gospel. But it is not just about you. It's not just about you going to heaven. It's about bringing the kingdom right here, right now. And then when you go into the wacky world of Revelation, and a bit of it in 2 Peter as well, the new heaven and new earth, we start to get glimpses of what the full kingdom of God, where God is fully rule and reign over everything, what that would look like, new creation and new earth. So I'm just going to finish, but just on a few things that I really feel like in our society is a huge challenge for us in Western culture when we grapple with the gospel. So if we just go to the next slide. Um, if we distill the gospel just to John 3.16, I don't think we've done the gospel justice. And I think we've made Jesus fit into our consumer culture of it's all about what you can get out of it. And if we twist the gospel so that it's just about your forgiveness of sins and you going to heaven, then we've missed another massive part of the gospel. Sometimes we can speak like this. I, I can now go to heaven when I die and live in unity with God and his kingdom, a place of total righteousness, peace, joy, and justice. 
I'm not saying that's wrong. I can't wait. It's going to be brilliant. And it gives me so much comfort when we, when we see people suffer and we, when we go through grieving processes. I'm not belittling any of that. But if it's just that, I have to ask the question of, therefore, it is just about me, isn't it? But the Jesus gospel preached that God's kingdom had arrived. There was the arrival of Jesus' king. Restoration of the earth had begun as soon as Jesus resurrected. And God calls those who respond to him by obedience to him through faith in Jesus Christ, not because they're Jewish or not, whose sin has been dealt with on the cross. People, we're now assured of our salvation but to be God's chosen people, a royal priesthood, to bring heaven to earth. And if you don't believe me, then just look at the Lord's Prayer. And what does Jesus teach the disciples to pray? On earth as it is in heaven. There's a royal priesthood. It's not just about our own personal salvation. So, it's late and I'm going to stop. But I just, um, I think we'll finish with one more song. That's all right. But I just want you, um, I would really encourage you to write down a lot of those scriptures that we've spoken about today. Because I think it's really important. Whether, you know, so I know some people struggle to read the Bible. I know some of you have the Bible on audio, which I think is a brilliant idea. But I think it's so important for us to have a good theology of what it is we actually believe and to feel really confident in that. And so I would just encourage you, if you've never been great at grappling with scripture, to start the journey this year, 2019. I want to be confident and learn more and more about the gospel of Jesus Christ. So let's pray while the band come up. Oh, Father God. God, you are so good. And you are so loving. But you are also so righteous and so holy. And would you just, Holy Spirit, come in this place right now. And help us, God, to go on a journey of, of doing the hard work, of grappling with who you are, your character, your nature. That we would learn more and more about the God that we worship. Would you take us on a journey of, of grappling with Scripture? doing some hard work of grappling with the tensions that exist around grace, forgiveness and sins but of holiness and righteousness to be a royal priesthood Holy Spirit would you right now just give each and every one of us a sense of excitement and like longing to know you more through your word.
and would you give every single person in this room particularly our young people and children an ability to communicate the good news of Jesus Christ in a way that people can hear and understand God I pray that our children will be our best evangelists that they would be so secure and confident in who God is who Jesus is and what their role is in it Amen Thank you.